0: trap 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 don't sons to hook what's up Petro adam hunter here giving you another podcast uh this week We got Charles Rosa on. This dude has an incredible story. And the reason you're getting so many podcasts is because of the good people over at Rockfin. R-O-K-F-I-N forward slash Adam Hunter. Uh, Make sure you endorse me. If you want to get podcasts and stand up, if you like the show, if you want to be like, Adam, I appreciate what you're doing, it's a big help. Go to rockfin.com forward slash Adam Hunter and uh, endorse me. It's 10 bucks uh, a month, but you cancel any time if you want. You're not going to want to because you're going to be getting so many podcasts with so many great fighters. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So rockfin.com forward slash Adam Hunter. Listen, people, uh, I got to talk about a lot of things. I'll talk about speed weed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. It's legal. You don't have to leave your house to get it because speed weed has you covered. You leave your house, you get there, they're like, hey, smoke this, smoke that, smoke this, smoke. Next thing you know, you get pulled over, you're high, and uh, you're going to get a DUI. Your life's going to be crazy. It's gonna, your wife's going to leave you. It's going to be $25,000. You're going to you lose your job. You're going to be homeless. It's a whole thing. It's all could be prevented by going to speedweed.com. At Speedweed, they got the best marijuana. They got edibles. They got CBD, all kinds of stuff. Go to at Speedweed, mention MA Roasted, you get 10% off $100 or more. Also, I got to tell you about Nature's Oils Online. A lot of people are hesitant to try hemp-derived CBD oil because they don't know where to start. There are so many different products and brands. It's hard to know which product's right for you, how much to take, when to take it, if you're taking too much. So many questions. Well, this family-owned business has you covered. They provide the highest quality U.S. grown hemp-derived CBD products. Also give you personal guidance, okay? They have a great website. Go to naturesoilsonline.com, and uh, they ship you for free in the continental U.S., and they will take care of your questions, okay? They have whole plant hemp oil extract, hemp-derived isolate tinctures, hemp and emu oil pain balm, and full-spectrum CBD dog shoes. My dog loves it. Have any questions? Call them up, 469-525-3131. That's 469-525-3131. They're offering a 15% discount off their already reasonable prices. I take uh, CBD all the time. I highly recommend it. It relaxes me. It calms me down. It makes me focus, okay? So mention Adam10 to get 15% off. Adam10. Now, let's talk to Charles Rosa. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? Is this Adam? Yes, this is Adam. Oh, what's up, man? How's it going? Good. How are you doing,
1: man? Great, man. Just finished up training over at American Top Team. Just got back. Uh, just about to eat in a little bit, but uh, everything's good, man.
0: I know. Now, when I met you in, uh, in uh, Vegas, you know, I, I knew you were a great fighter, and, and I knew, you were, uh, I knew you, were, you were awesome. I was a fan, but I had no idea you were a, a, big, a huge chef. Like, what what is this? You're
1: a full-time chef? Um, Right now, I'm not because I just, you know, I'm back from, um, you know, I was actually just out a year, so you haven't seen me in the cage for a while because I had an injury, so uh, I was out for over a year, you know, so I, you know, was picking up work a little bit more, but before I ever started fighting, when I first moved down to Florida, um, I, before that, I graduated from culinary school. I went to Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island, which is like one of the best culinary schools In the country, and uh, you know, I graduated with a degree in culinary arts. So initially, I was going to be a chef. You know, I had big dreams to be in the NHL, played hockey there and stuff, but you know, never made it to the NHL. So I was always a fighter, a tough kid. And then when I moved down to Florida, I was working full time as a chef before I found MMA.
0: Wow, you got to be the toughest chef. Like, anybody ever like complain about the food, (laughs) and then you're like, are people people afraid to complain?
1: No, no doubt, man. When the you know, and chefs are very like, you know mostly like the head chefs are really tough you know like when you first come in you start at the bottom but man like restaurants believe it or not there's like a lot of a lot of fights and a lot of conflicts because you know you got a lot of people you know kind of working you know you got a lot of people from other countries coming in some don't speak english some do and there's a lot of conflicts you know there's a it's almost like uh, i don't really know how to explain it, but it's almost like the jail mixture you got people from all over the place and uh you're working together so you, it's sometimes things get crazy so i've had a couple kids you know, say things to me at work, but, um, you know, once they found out I was a fighter, that stuff has stopped since then. So wow. <laughs> when I first started,
0: that's awesome. Now I know you've been off for a couple of years because, um, you had a neck injury.
1: Yeah. 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 I had a neck injury. Uh, it's all good now. It's been, it's been about a year and three months since last competition. So, uh, you know, it's been a long, a long road, but, uh, you know, I'm happy that, you know, everything's good now. I'm, I'm ready to go. So I'm back in full training you know, no restrictions, uh, you know, everything's good, clear to go 100%, so I just kind uh, of probably give it a couple more weeks before, you know, I have to take a fight in the UFC again, so.
0: Nice. I I, I saw you training with Kaw- uh, Karajiri, right? Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, no, uh, not Karajiri, uh, uh, Kyoji. Kyoji is another fighter, a Japanese fighter. No, uh, uh, Kyoji Haraguchi. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Kyoji Haraguchi, right, fights- right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he fights in Risen. He's a friggin' beast, man. I actually just just got done rolling with him like an hour, or two hours ago. I was just rolling with him, and uh, yeah, man, he's an awesome kid. I, I was actually there the day that he first came into American Top Team. I was one of the first people he trained with, and uh, man, he's always been he's always been a he's a really nice kid. Always super happy. Always in a good mood. He's he's he's, he's a special fighter too.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he beat Darian Caldwell. That was uh, an amazing. Yeah. That was a crazy fight. I I was picking Caldwell all day for that fight. And, uh, yeah,
1: did he beat him twice, or he's about to fight him again?
0: They're going to fight again. Um, I like there, okay. and, and people were saying that Caldwell probably, or might have won if it was in a cage, but the ring helped uh, Karajiri kind of thing. Um, uh, I mean, Haraguchi. Kyoji, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all I know is he got the win. So. Yeah, I mean...
1: I mean, you know, a lot of the thing, too, is that that, that kid works harder than a kid works harder than like anybody I've ever seen. The kid's always in the gym working. He's jump roping. He's running on Sundays. Like I remember I was with Walt because, you know, Walt Harris, too. And Walt was living at the American Top Gym Gym with Kyoji. And Walt told me a funny story one time that he woke up like Sunday morning, you know, it was like, say you're pissed. He went to the bathroom and he went in there. And like he sees, Kyo- he's like he sees Kyoji putting his frigging like running gear on. He's like, man, what the hell are you doing? It's six a.m. on Sunday. He's like, where are you going? He's like, I go run, you know. And then mom's <laughs> well, like, what the hell, man? This kid's crazy. Like he's waking up Sunday morning six a.m. to run. So you know, when you see something like that, you know, you know that's a special type of person. You know, the dedication to do something like that. So. I was just when Walt told me that I was dying laughing. Walt's like, "Man, I was about to go to church, and this kid's going to run."
0: <laughs> yeah, they should remake Rush Hour with Walt Harris and uh, Kyoji. I think that'd be a funny. Huh? Uh, they should remake. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Be UFC one throwback. Uh, that would that would be awesome. Now, uh, are you training with Colby Covington also? Yeah, yeah, I train with Colby
1: in the gym. You know, I uh, I've been training with him for years, man. I've been training with him for five, five, six years now, uh, over at American top team. And man, he's always, he's the same, same as Kyoji, man. All the best guys are always the hardest workers, you know, and, uh, it pays off sometimes it take years, you know, like, you know, Colby, when he first started, you know, but man, he's the UFC champ right now. And it's, uh, it's pretty special to be able to see him and watch his journey go to the top. I mean, the kid, he's a star now. And, uh, you know, some people don't like him, but I think he's a good kid, you know?
0: Yeah. I like him too. I do wonder though, when he like makes those things about Brazilians calls them filthy animals or Russians, how do the Brazilians and Russians react to him at American top team?
1: Yeah, I don't think they say, I mean, they don't say too much. I mean, he kind of does his thing. He comes in the classes. He's respectful in person. You know, he's not like sitting there calling the kids, you know, Brazilian, like they making fun of him, like to their face. Like he just, he just, uh, you know, I think more of it for him, and I think it actually worked because I don't think he would have got a title shot as fast as he did. I mean, yeah, like I don't agree with him, you know, calling people names in their country, making fun of them, but for him, it's like the, it's kind of like the, sh- it's like the show, you know. You got to get people engaged, you got to get people interested, and that's the route he decided to take. In, you know, I mean, I, I, he did it, and he's, you know, he has the belt now, so um, whatever way he got, was able to get there and get that fight and do, you know, and get the belt. Then I mean, he's making more money than he would have before. But I mean, like I said, in person, when you see him, he's a, he's a stand-up kid, awesome kid, man. And, uh, you know, he works hard. So um, most of all, he works hard.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's the thing. Um, now your fights are, your fights are pretty awesome. Uh, you know, your, your fight, did they, but they've thrown you to the wolves, man. Like, you were 9-0 yeah. going to the UFC. Then they throw you against Dennis Seaver, uh, which, uh, which, was, a, which was, a, was a great fight. It was fight of the night. And then the, Yara Rodriguez was fight of the night. Then Kyle Bochak, yes. uh, which you beat Kyle, right? Um, yeah, I beat Kyle, yeah. And then Shane Burgos was the first time you lost. But, what, you got three fight of the night bonuses? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all those, uh, yeah, I got three fight of the night bonuses. So like all my losses are fight of the night and uh, it's just, yeah, man, it's like, you know, I don't feel like, you know, I get thrown to the wolves. I mean, all, all my losses are against top 10 guys and they were all fight of the night and they were all raised a thin. Like I was, I was winning Uh, you know, I thought I won the Yair fight, no doubt. I mean, Me you too. can kind of go back and watch it. You know, one Mexican judge said that I won two said I lost. It was a split decision in Mexico in his hometown, you know, uh, I didn't have one person besides my parents and my family cheering for me. And that, in that place, that place was nuts. Um, but, and that was in Mexico city, you know, and, uh, I thought I won that fight and that was a big fight for me. Cause that would have been like a turning point. You know, he blew up after that and, you know, I had to take an L and that was a tough one, you know, to lose a split decision in Mexico city. But, um, you know, I came back and I beat Kyle Bosniak, who's super tough kid. You know what I mean? You guys have seen his fights with, uh, a Russian dude, I forget his name, but that was a oh, great with, fight too. With, but uh, he's a, a he's tough as nails, so he was tough yeah. to put away. I mean, but uh, you know, I wanted unanimous decision against him, and uh, then uh, you know, I got Shane Burgos. Man, I was, I was, I thought I was dominant. I was, won the first two rounds. You know, I got got the scorecards after I was winning the first two rounds, and he, in the third round, he caught me with a good uppercut, and I was fighting back on my feet, and the ref just jumps in, and I was like, "What? What are you doing?" I grabbed the referee. You see me push him off, and fucking man, I was just. Uh, Fuck. I was just like wicked pissed. I was like, went to the ref? I was like, yo, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought you were hurt. I'm like, well, I'm not. He's like, oh, pretty much just said sorry to me. I'm like, awesome. Like I'm winning. I'm like, yeah, I even said to him, like, man, I was winning both rounds and he just said sorry. And that was it, man. And, uh, that yeah, was just tough. It was, a, it was a tough, uh, tough loss to take. That was like the first time I've ever been stopped really on paper, even though I was on my feet fighting back, but like I said, I try not to complain about it. All I can do is get back in the gym and work on it and you know get back in the cage. And I, I you know I know where I'm at. I've never been outclassed in the cage. I've never had anyone just dominate me or beat me. I don't feel like I've ever been beaten in there. So, so you know, it's a part of the game. I can't wait to get back in there.
0: No, I think you're right there, man. Like you're you're probably like two or three fights away from I think like a a real like a title fight. Uh you just gotta, Yeah, you
1: just... no um now did yeah you-, that's how I feel, you know just one big fight one more one more big guy you know so i i just can't wait to get back in there most of all because it's been so long
0: it's also in your blood your grandfather and your uncle were both boxers yeah yeah especially uh yeah my
1: grandfather is in his late 90s now so you know i talk to him about it sometimes you know but uh he's getting older now so it's tough to get all the good stories but he boxed in the navy and stuff like that um and my uncle tommy uh tom the bomb rose is his name and uh yeah, you know, he works like a full-time job. He has, you know, five daughters. Actually just came back from my cousin Sammy's wedding in uh in North Carolina. His daughter just got married. But my uncle Tom the Bomber-Z, yeah, he has over like 200 amateur fights and uh he's still fighting. He's like 50, 55 years old, I think, and he's still taking fights. So, he's a man, dude. He's one of the guys I always look up to. He watched me as a kid and stuff like that. So,
0: Wait, your uncle is 55 and still taking boxing fights? Yep. who's he he fighting
1: he actually just won the masters uh, a couple months ago so they have like um, boxing like different boxing league you know and uh one of them like there's a he won the uh what's it called uh the ringside the ringside masters division so ringside does these big tournaments where they get people from like all ages from kids all the way to you know older people and uh they have tournaments and they kind of line them up with the you know weight a little bit and within like 10 15 years of the age but He's like the only guy I know that like puts weights in his pockets to fight. Like he always is fighting the weight classes up. I'm like, I went through one of his fights, and he put fucking weights in his pants so he can make weight. I'm like, What are you doing? You're supposed to cut weight. He's like, No, this is how I do it. I like I like to, you know, fight. You know, this is the fight they gave me, so I just have to make weight. I'm like, You're nuts, Tommy. (laughs) That was my uncle. Wow.
0: You know,
1: he's real nails. He's a real fighter, you know what I'm saying? So that's uh, you know, one of the guys I looked up to and uh, you know, I just saw him this weekend, so it was good to see him.
0: And you grew up in Boston?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Boston until I was 20, you know, I was I was in Boston until I was like 19, then for two years I went to Providence, Rhode Island uh, to go to culinary, three years to go to culinary school in Providence, went to Johnson & Wales,
0: no, I've, and I've, then I've done a pretty comedy, much from there. I've went, actually actually yeah. performed there, I actually did a comedy show at Johnson & Wales. Oh yeah, was,
1: Providence is an awesome place, man, it's
0: a good and, spot, so. And, and where did you go to high school?
1: I went to uh, Peabody High School, it's like 15 minutes north of Boston, so. Um, that's where I went to high school. Um, it's like yeah, it's a it's a suburb right outside of Boston, and uh, yeah, I played hockey, lacrosse, played sports there my whole life. And then once uh, they it's funny because I didn't like I came from a big Italian family, so I always was cooking as a kid with my dad and stuff. Yeah, but I never knew like I I never was like oh I want to be a chef you know like but when the when the guidance council took me in the office, they said hey what do you want to do you know and I'm like oh I want to play I want to play hockey. They're like well for education, and I was like i was like i don't i was like i don't know i just uh i don't know like well what are your other hobbies i'm like well i like cooking so like well we have the school that has hockey and cooking so that was johnson and wales and i was like all right sign me up wow and I, you know and uh that's how i got into culinary school and i think it was one of the best things i could do especially for my career because now i can like basically cook all i cook all my own meals and you know my diet's always pretty good and you know i get to eat much better than most the other fighters do when it comes to camps you know you can ask wall i was cooking he lived in my house for like a year We just cook every day and he was like, dude, I can't believe you get, I mean, he's a heavyweight so he eats whatever he wants, but he's like, man, I can't believe you get to eat this good.
0: Like, (laughs) it's crazy, you know? So when did you start training to fight? Uh,
1: Yeah, I started training, right? So like, basically I was working in the restaurant. I was a chef and I was working full time as a chef. I only had a bicycle, only had a cell phone. Actually, I was staying in, I was actually in a treatment center. I was in a rehab when I first moved down to Florida because I was having a tough time you know up in boston it was just getting really bad like part of my past was like my i lost my two older brothers to drug overdoses so like that's you know and it it was tough i kind of got tied up with it and that's kind of why i moved to florida but luckily i had my degree in culinary arts and stuff like that so i was able to you know get a job pretty quick and get back on my feet and i was doing good but i just had no money i was broke broke as you could be i only had a bicycle i honestly didn't even have a cell phone when i first moved down here so i only had a bicycle had a job and was able to start saving up a little bit but yeah that's and then one day i was kind of like at the treatment center they told me there was a therapist they assigned me to and and the therapist was like you know how you doing i'm like well i'm good but i don't think like i can just go to work every day like everybody else like i don't feel like happy doing this like this isn't what i want to do like i want to i feel like i should be doing more and she's like well what are your other hobbies you know and i'm like well i always like boxing you know like, why don't you find a boxing gym and try to check it out? So I thought I walked into a boxing gym, but I really walked into American Top Team in Boca Raton. Wow! Uh, Charles McCarthy, Charles McCarthy was the head trainer there. Cole Miller was there, Todd Duffy was there, uh, Mike Miller was there. So like, you know, in the first class, the first guy, they had a kickboxing class. So I hopped in it. Didn't even have my own pair of gloves. Had the bar repair did the whole class last 15 minutes of sparring and Cole Miller was the teacher and he was like, all right, everyone partner up. And sure enough, I'm the only guy without a partner. So I see Cole sitting there, just like watching. I'm like, Hey, do you want to spar? I'm like, I don't have a partner. He's like, he just ignored me. So then I was like, Oh, this guy's a punk. Like, and I was like, yo, was that a no? And he's like, Oh, you want to spar me? All right, let's go. And I just banged it out with Cole Miller. My first day in the gym wow. ever in a boxing gym. For five rounds for no three rounds, like three, three minute rounds is hard. I mean I, for me, it was like a real fight, like he was someone he was definitely better than me. I still feel I won the fight, but like it was like I probably took the worst of it for sure because he's so good. And then I went home that night being like, "Man, like this boxing thing's tough." Like I had no idea who Cole Miller was because I didn't really you know I watched the UFC ones, but I wasn't like in it that much, so went home that night being like, "Man, this is tough sport, but I came back the next day. Charles McCarthy sat me down and was like, yo man, wh- where'd you train at? You did really good last night. And I thought he was kind of fucking with me being sarcastic. And he's like, no man, that's uh that kid you spar with is Cole Miller. He's top 10 fighter in the UFC right now in your weight class. I'm like, get the..." And like right that second, the light bulb went off, man. And that's when I realized this is what I want to do. Boy, like I just knew right when he said that, I'm like, if this guy can do it, nothing against Cole. I love the kid. But I'm like, if this guy could be in the UFC, I can do it. There's no doubt in my mind. And, I never stopped since then. I just full throttle.
0: That's wait. How long ago was this?
1: That was ooh, eight years ago.
0: That's eight crazy. Nine years ago. Yeah. But how did you know how to box?
1: Uh, pretty much just messing around with my uncle, like, and doing locker boxing and hockey. So when I played hockey, I played hockey since I was five years old. And every day after practice, we would just put on the the the, the, the helmets, the hockey helmets, and the gloves, and we would just scrap it out in the locker rooms, you know, after practice a lot of, not every day, but like a lot of the times we'd scrap it out. And then we used to fight on the, we used to have a full size trampoline and we used to beat each other up. So I think a lot of my training just was like, and I had two older brothers, so they would chase me around the house and beat the shit out of me (laughs) since I was a little kid. So I always was, uh, always was fighting, you know, whether it was, you know, real training or whatever it was, like, I could always scrap you know, mostly from hockey too, you know, you have to be tough to be able to play hockey. And we always like to get in fights in hockey. So and then occasionally i would just like my uncle i would ask him to teach him, but it was pretty limited just when i saw him at christmas and easter and stuff like that
0: that's insane that fact that you had no real boxing sparring though <laughs> like the fact that you like never even sparred around this guy probably sparred yeah. thousands of rounds before and had all these fights and yeah. you held your own you think he was yeah. do you think he was holding back
1: i don't think so cuz i asked him he didn't really say but like I don't think so because I kinda of called him out. Like I wasn't like if someone did that to me, I would whoop I mean, he was throwing hard shots like he was rocking me, like he was hitting me hard. Like I had like blood in my nose and blood in my lips after. So it wasn't like I mean, you can't really if you got blood on you, they ain't holding back. So Yeah, and Cole's I mean and Cole's a pretty I mean, I proud him guy. Cole's not think, the kind of guy he's like, Oh, I
0: don't know, you know. Yeah, and he's like, but uh and Cole's competitive you know, too. You know, he's a competitive guy. He's not going to fuck around. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's not going to let some kid come off the street and whoop his ass. And, and I don't think I could have anyways. But, and the thing it was, it was just boxing. So, like, boxing is much harder to put somebody down. And I don't think he's trying to put me down Some one of his students, too. So, like, I don't think he's trying to, knock, he was trying to knock me out, like, everything he got. Like, it was a fight. But, I mean, we were sparring hard, and he was throwing hard shots. But, like, it wasn't like we could kick or knee or punch. That's when, like, things started getting tough. When you start have, being able to mix it all together... You'll see, I mean, you could pretty much take like any guy off the street and for the first 30, 40 seconds, you pretty much compete with like a pro boxer. But once you get that first second of like that first deep breath, it's all over. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like any tough guy that can throw, that knows how to keep his hands up, that's been in a couple of street fights, like they could compete for about 30 seconds. But once they take that first deep breath and the distance, they're done. It's, it's over, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I just kept going.
0: <laughs> Did you ever train with Hector Lombard? Because I heard stories about him. Like crazy. Yeah, dude, Hector's mad, dude. He's a man, dude. He's
1: a mad man. I mean, the first thing that I was told when I went in the American Top Team before anything was, rule number one, don't train with Hector Lombard. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, fair enough. He's a little bigger than me, so I probably won't have to. And uh, I mean, I'm actually great friends with Hector now. He's I yeah. see him all the time. He's a stand-up guy to me. He's always treated me good, but I've definitely seen him put down some other guys that, you know, try to disrespect him or act a little bit, you know, you know, don't show him the respect that he kind of deserves, you know, he he was on like a 32 fight win streak when I met him and he was the king of the gym, you know, he's a gym king, you know? So like I was always kind of hesitant to say anything to him, but the first time I ever talked to him, he was hitting the bag, like I'm beef, just slamming it. Boom, boom, boom. And I go, Hey, I go, Whoa, man. I just wanted to give him a compliment. And I go, oh, man, you look like Mike Tyson hitting the bag. You're a beast, you know, just to see if, like, he would say something. He turned around, he stopped, he looked at me, he goes, man, fuck Mike Tyson. I'll fucking kill him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm like, dude, I was like, I don't even, this guy's nuts, dude. And that was, like, my first interaction with this guy. And ever since then, I've, you know, he's always been nice to me and treated me with respect. But it was just like, I was like, this dude's the real deal, you know?
0: Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> he's like,
1: I'll kill him, like, oh shit, anybody that says they will kill Mike Tyson, like, dead ass serious, and I was like, he probably could, you know? Oh my so.
0: god. Now, now, is it hard sometimes, like, when like, will, when, like, Nick Lentz left the gym, and then went up against Will Brooks, who was at the gym at the time, do you, do you get, like, torn on, like, who to root for, or are you ever in, like, those, like, torn situations?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I just root for the person that I like, you know, like more in certain situations or the person that I think, you know, is, is I just respect more. You know what I'm saying? But it definitely happens. Like you see, like when those guys fight or something like that, you just and you kind of know, too, like I know because I train with both of them. And it's kind of cool because you kind of know which one's better, you know, and which one is it's it's pretty cool, like to watch it that 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 uh, outside the guys that you've trained with. You know, but MMA is so unpredictable, too, that, like, even though you think something's going to happen, man, it just takes one punch or one, you know, you step the wrong way or something happens, and it's really uh, pretty tough, you know? Tough yeah, to watch, I felt so
0: bad for Rose last week because he was doing everything right. And, yeah, and-
1: dude, it's crazy. And, it, it, and it's crazy because even, I think it was Dominick Cruz was like, Oh, she's in a perfect position. She can't get hurt here. And I'm like, was <laughs> it Dominic Cruz that said that? And then she got slammed in her head. I was like, oh, shit. I know. And then, then he was like, no?
0: and then Cormier was rubbing it. He's like, see, she needed to let go and go for the switch. I'm like, you think, really, when she's laid out on the ground? Yeah, I right? mean,
1: what? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say. I mean, I actually got slammed one time when I was in a triangle. I, I, I separated, like, my shoulder, but it's fine now. But I was, like, five, six years ago. I was I had a guy in a triangle and the guy picked me up and just rampage slammed me. I still won the fight, separated my shoulder. My shoulder was out. I'm friggin' in the on the bottom. Like what's going on? I'm like uh, crazy and I just rip an armbar and I finish the fight. And I stood up and my arm was just hanging. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? You know? And everyone was like, afterwards, like, oh, why didn't you just let go of the triangle? And I'm like, dude, like, because I don't know, but you know, it's not that easy just to like, like, you're going for the ride. You can't just like let go. It's like you're stuck, you know?
0: Right, right. So now, uh, now I know Florida has beautiful Miami girls. You can cook, you can fight. Is it just, is it it, it pussy city for you? Is it just trim? Is it just team trim all day long?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like that a while ago. Like it was great, but you know, I, I I mean, I got a girlfriend now, so I've had a girlfriend for a little bit now and you know, she, she's awesome. But, uh, yeah, this place is the best, man. It's like, this is everything you got everything everywhere, you know? And, uh, it's, it's a good spot. Like, oh, you can go to the beach any time of the day. And, uh, you know, when I first met my girlfriend, she, she was at FAU. You know, she's a cheerleader at FAU and stuff oh, like that. So damn. she had a lot of friends she'd always bring around. So it's always like a fun environment either way, you know?
0: A cheerleader at Florida Atlantic University. De- look at you, yeah, man. It's look it's at you. It's the way to do it, man. You got to come to Florida, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm married with a kid. I, I, it's, I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't it. I, I, so like... I got a hot, beautiful lady, but damn, cheerleader at FAU? <laughs> oh, uh. Good for you, man. Yeah, you're living a life, oh, man. You're living a life. Yeah, good for you. Thanks, man. Eight years ago, you joined a gym because you needed to walk somewhere, and you and you didn't have, you yeah. didn't have a car. And now you're now you're on top of the world, man. So, so yeah,
1: man, it's just a lot of hard work. You know, a lot of people they see all the fame and all the good stuff. You know, they see you getting your hand raised. They see you on ESPN doing interviews, meeting, talking to Joe Rogan, like all this stuff. But they don't understand, like the hundreds and thousands of hours that you put into the gym and all the little injuries and the hundreds of times that you thought your career was over. Cause you twisted your knee the wrong way. Or like the actual amount of work you had to put in and you know, the struggles like sometimes in the beginning, not even have money to eat. You got to pay your gym fees. Like it just so many times, like fighting injured, like, you know, just so many different things that people like don't see that it's just uh it's it makes it all that much better like once you make it because it's like damn all that shit wasn't for nothing, you know? Totally. So it, it's it's pretty cool.
0: One thousand percent. So where can people find you? Uh
1: like like on uh social media? Yeah. Yeah, social media. My Instagram is uh Charles Rosa M M A. Um and also on same on Twitter, and you can find me there and then you know I, I got Facebook too, but yeah, I think Instagram, Twitter, Charles Rosa R O S A. MMA is the best way to find me, and um, yeah, definitely, man. You guys check me out. I'm always, you know, posting videos or uh, pictures from training at the gym with all the guys I get to go with. So I'm pretty blessed that I get to train with some of the best guys in the planet. So, um, you know, I love it. You I can always it. find me. Right
0: well, keep up the great work, man. Great
1: talking to you, brother. Thanks, Adam, man. The next time you're in Florida, man, I get to hit up one of these shows. I, I was, uh, I was away in Thailand last, couldn't make it, but it's all I can't good. wait to come down next time. All
0: right, thanks a lot, Charles. I appreciate it. Okay. Later, the piece. Thank you, Charles Rosa. Listen, people, uh, I'm putting up an extra two or three podcasts a week on Rockfin. If you support these podcasts, if you support me, you want to hear more, all right, as well as lots of stand up comedy and kamikaze comedy and all kinds of stuff, go to rockfin.com forward slash Adam Hunter. Thank you guys so much. If you want to see me live, go to adamhunter.com. Uh, July 1st to 6th or 7th, I'll be at the uh, Stratosphere in Las Vegas. I will be, that's in Vegas. In June, I'm going to be in Calgary, the Comedy Cave, as well as Minnesota at the House of Comedy, end of June. End of July, I'm in Naples at Off the Hook Comedy Club. And then in August, I am at the, where uh, am I at? Little Rock at the Looney Bend. I'm all over. I'm all over the world. Go to adamhunter.com. You can see my full website. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Trap.